Who? Uncle. His name's Barnaby Greer. Do you know him? Oh, I don't know him. You do? Uh, Get away from him, youngsters, Injun. Come on, kids. You'll stay with Mrs. Beebe till the stage comes. Oh, wait, Mr. Denton. This engine's friendly. I told you to get... The hearty cry of Hyo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. In the early days of the western United States, the local sheriffs had a full-time job preserving the peace. They knew very little about law. There was no adequate court system, and the men, women, and children who couldn't defend their rights by force had no law enforcing agency to protect them. The masked rider of the plains was the only man to whom they could turn for help, and in time, high silver became the battle cry of justice. And now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading west to the gold country! opens in the district surrounding Flat Rock, one of the richest gold-producing sections in the state. Barnaby Greer opens the door of his home and looks outside for his partner. The letter he holds in his hand contains important news. Stan! Hey, you, Stan! Come over here! What's the matter with you? Come here, I got bad news! Well, it's the hurry about the spreading of bad news. Oh, listen, I got a letter from a lawyer in St. Louis. St. Louis? That's where your brother's young ones was. Was is right. But they ain't there now. They're being sent here by stage. That lawyer must have heard something. He heard about all there was to hear. I didn't think news would get back there, but it has. And them good-for-nothing youngins of Pete's are being sent here to lay claim to the gold mine their father left them. That's bad, Barnaby. That is bad. Especially after us figuring it was ours. It'll mean I'll have to give an accountant of all the gold we took out in the mine. Hmm, I 
That's bad. We well, gotta do something. You were the one who told me the kids would never know about the false claim. I'm sure of it. The lawyer mentions the mine right here in this letter. Hmm. Well, think of something. Don't just stand there gaping like a hoot owl. Think of something. When does the stage get in? It's due at Flat Rock Tuesday. That's half a day's ride from here. Yeah, I know. Let her come by Pony Express. Doggone you and your ideas. We'll likely go to jail now for stealing the kids' gold. Most of what we took is spent. And them kids' lawyer want an accountant. Leave it to me, Barnaby. Got any cash? No. You scrape together enough to ship them back to St. Louis. I don't want them pesting around here. Give them some sort of a story. It wouldn't do to use the gold. No. Get cash in town and let that lawyer back east take care of them. Put them in an orphanage or something. I ain't going to have three kids hanging around here. I plan to meet that stage and tell them a few things. Don't you worry about it. Just leave everything to me. On the day the stage was due, Stan borrowed money from everyone he saw in town. Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, was buying supplies, and the bartender gave Stan the last few dollars he needed. The stage had already arrived when he left the cafe and hurried to the express office. He found Tom, Sally, and little Betty waiting for their uncle. Now then, you three come on over here and sit in the porch. I've got a few things to tell you. But where's my Uncle Barnby? I ain't he to be here. Tom, he ain't well. He couldn't get here. What's the matter with him, mister? I hope he isn't real sick. Well, to tell the truth, girl, your father's debts and worry about you three young ones sort of warm down. You see, your old man thought he had a sizable sum of cash here, as well as some mining claims. We were told there was a house and a gold mine and some cash in the bank for us as well. Yes, we come to live with Uncle Barnaby. Trouble is, kids, the mine caved in. It had cost too much to tunnel it out again. Caved in? Yep. Then your uncle went broke. And then, as if that wasn't enough, his creditors come and took the house and property. There was just a few dollars left, and I got that. Your uncle sent it so as to buy you a stage passage back east where you come from. You know people there. But but we can't go back there, Mr. Denton. There's no place to go there. No, no place but the orphanage where, where the lawyer said we'd have to go. Well, shucks, even that would be better than starving out here and putting your poor, sick old uncle a lot of worry, wouldn't it? Oh, we don't want to worry him or be a bother. There, now, that's right nice, you Sally. Let's see. Tom, you're the oldest. I'll hand this cash money over to you, and you sign this paper showing you got it. Yes, sir. You're the man of the family, you know. Sign important papers and everything. I'll go see Mrs. Beebe. Uh, that's her house across the street. She'll put you three up for the night, and you can pay her a dollar or so for it. Yes, sir. Then tomorrow, the stage will come through, and you can get on it and get back where you come from. There's cash enough to buy your passage there. Here, now sign here. Yes, sir. This isn't the way we thought it would be. Now, don't lose your nerve, Sally. I'm not going to let you and baby go to the orphanage. I'll get a job and work. Don't you worry. There. Now, wait right there, and I'll go across the street and see Mrs. Beebe about you. Yes, sir. Tom, what about baby? It's an awful long trip. We can turn right back and go through it all again. I don't know what else we can do, Sally. This money won't keep us long if we stay here, and, and it's all there is. Tonto, see, baby? Oh, a real Indian. Oh, gosh, I... <laughs> plenty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, look. Baby's smiling. Why, that's the first time in days she smiles. She likes the Indian. Me, Tonto. You from east, huh? Yes, we... We came here to live with our uncle, but all the money was lost, and he's ailing. So we're going back east. Mm, that long trip. It's an awful long trip. I I wish we didn't have to go. Who, uncle? His name's Barnaby Greer. Do you know him? Oh, 
Don't know him. You do? Oh. Get away from him, youngsters, Agent. Come on, kids. You'll stay with oh. Mrs. Beebe till the stage comes. Now, wait, Mr. Denton. This engine's friendly. I told you to get. You say Greer's sick? Yes, he's sick. You say money all gone? It ain't none of your business. Now, clear up All before I... All the cash that was left out of what Paul had was given to us, Tonto. You given cash? Yes. Oh. What's it to you? Tonto, go now. You'd better. You not worry. Maybe you not go east. Not go east? What do you mean? Tonto, maybe see you later. Good riddance to him. Don't you kids talk to no redskins. It ain't safe, savvy? Now, come on. Get him up. Go. Tonto rode to join his masked friend, the Lone Ranger, and briefly explained what he'd seen take place in town. Late that evening, Stan Denton raced up the hill to Greer's place and reined in his horse before the door. Oh, oh, there, oh. Oh, Barnaby, open the door. Hey, Barnaby. Well, what's the matter with you? What are you on horseback for? Where's the buckboard? I had to leave it in town. I had to get here fast. Listen to me, Barnaby. Well, go on, talk. What's all the excitement? Let me come in and get my wind back. I wanted to be sure I got here first. First? What do you mean? Tell you in a minute. Well, go on now, talk. Did you see the kids? I, Did you get some cash? I, I borrowed enough to give them a stage back to St. Louis. But it didn't do no good. They ain't going back. Ain't going back? Where are they now? They're on their way here. On their way here? Confound you, Stan. I told I you. know what you told me, Barnaby. And I carried out things just as we'd planned. I met the kids and told them the mine had caved in. Yeah, what'd they say? They believed it, all right. Everything was going swell. They was going to stop for the night with Mrs. Beebe and catch eastbound stage tomorrow. Well, why ain't they doing it? Why are they coming here? Who's bringing them here? I'm trying to tell you as fast as I can. While I was at Mrs. Beebe's, an engine got to talking to the kids, and they told them all about themselves. What did you find out? Well, for one thing, I told the kids the money I gave them was what their pa had left them. And the engine seen me borrow it in the cafe. Blasted engine, spoiling all our plans. That ain't the worst of it. The kids didn't want to go back. Of course not. So they was quick to believe anything that was told them. Yeah, what was told them? They didn't believe an engine over you, did they? Well, not at first. I left with Mrs. Beebe, you see. Then I hung around town for a while. I figured there wasn't any sense in coming back too soon, so I dropped in the cafe. Next thing I know, the engine come in and took me out. Then what? Outside, there was a masked man. He told me the kids was coming here and him and the engine was bringing them. A masked man? What in thunderation is a masked man doing interfering with our business? He told me he knowed the whole thing was a lie, that the kids' mind was good, and they was going to get it. He talked to the kids? Yeah. Tom, that's the old I know, go on. Well, Tom showed him the letter the lawyer wrote, proving who he was and telling anyone of my concern that he was the rightful owner of this mine we've been working. We gotta do something. We gotta do something. We gotta do it doggone fast. Barnaby, if them kids get here and see that mine's being worked, they'll know the whole thing's a fake. There ain't no telling what this masked man will do. Doggone it, I didn't think they'd get folks on their side five minutes after hitting town. Gotta do something, gotta do something fast. There ain't but one thing we can do, Barnaby. Well, go on. I should know better than to listen to your ideas, but go on, tell me. If the kids get here and see the mind working, they'll expect all the gold that's been taken out of it to be theirs. That's where the shoe pinches. We ain't got it. Not having it, we'll both go to jail. You ain't telling me no news. Thought you said you had a plan. I'm getting to it, Barnaby. Only thing we can do is blow up the entrance to the mine. Blow it up? We gotta do it, Barnaby. When the kids see it's caved in, they'll believe I told them the truth. Then we can convince them the masked man and the engine was just scheming something. 
And we can still send them back east. There'll be another stage heading there in a week. Yeah, we can tolerate them for a week. But with the mine caved in, we'll have all the trouble of digging it out. Well, what do you want to do? Dig the mine out again or go to jail? There ain't no choice. Go on, get ready to set that blast. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger was guiding the buckboard along the narrow backcountry trail. When they neared Barnaby's place, he turned to Tommy. Don't think too hard of your Uncle Barnaby, Tom. I can't believe he'd double-crossed me like that, mister. Suppose you just believe that he was forced to do it by bad companions. Gosh, maybe that was it. My pa used to tell me about the trouble men could get into if they had bad friends. That's it, Tom. We'll see what we can do about getting rid of your uncle's companion. Then you can settle down with Barnaby. Is the mine there all right, mister? I think you'll find it all right, Sally. Then we won't have to go back east. Gosh, it sure is lucky we met you in the engine. You didn't seem to be afraid of me, even when you saw my mask. As soon as I heard you talk, I knew you were friendly, mister. Thanks, Tom. What are you thanking me for? Perhaps when you're grown up, you'll understand why it means more to a man to have young fellows like you believe in them than grown men. <laughs> Maybe so, but I don't understand it now. How soon will we be at Uncle Barnaby's place? We're almost there now, Sally. Gosh, I'll be glad. I'm awful tired. Uh, house, just ahead. Good. Is that the house? That's it. Where's the mine? Goes up that hill, a little way beyond the house. Golly, imagine us owning a gold mine. Is that Uncle Barnaby? Yes. You've never seen him, have you? No, sir. Oh, tell him. Oh, oh, tell him. Barnaby, I want to have a talk with you. That suits me all right, stranger. My partner come back and told me he was bringing the youngsters here. I'm afraid you made a mistake, though. I don't think so. They're the owners of the gold mine. Didn't Stan tell him the mine caved in? Yes, sir, he did. Uh, you're Tom, ain't you? Yes, sir. And you must be Sally. Yes, sir, Uncle Barnaby. Well, it's a doggone shame this here masked man on the engine was fools enough to bring you all the way here. We'll find out about that when daylight comes, Barnaby. I told them you must have been forced to send word that the mine caved in. We don't hold it against you, Uncle Barnaby. This masked man is trying to work some schemes of his own. The mine has caved in. It has? It's caved in, and you can see for yourself as soon as daylight comes. But you come in now. I'll put you up for the night, and then I'll have to take you back to town first thing in the morning. You mean to tell me the mine is actually caved in? You can hear, can't you? Tell him. You stay right here. Keep an eye on these children. Me do. Man. I'm going to find out something. Just as soon as I can unhitch Silver from this wagon. I didn't think the masked man was working any scheme up, Uncle Barnaby. He's masked, ain't he? Well, yes. Ain't your Paul ever told you outlaws in the West wear masks? Knock him in the house. If that hombre didn't pack two guns, I'd hold him and turn him over to the law. We'll meet sometime tomorrow, Barnaby. Masked man be able to win back the children's inheritance? In just a moment, we'll continue with Act Two of our Lone Ranger drama. Next time on The Moral Code Tales of the Lone Ranger. If there was any way to undo what I'd done. There ain't no way to undo a murder, Barnaby. Murder? Just so. See here, Sheriff. That there's all wrong. I never killed a man in my life. We'll know. Blame soon. I didn't. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network. 
a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.